This episode is part of a recruitment mini-series, where I will be focusing on various characteristics that I believe are important in recruitment. And while I believe many of these themes are universal, I will of course be focusing on software development. In this episode, I'll ask the question if traditional recruitment, a permanent employee, is the right thing for you. While the first inclination may be to advertise and recruit for a permanent employee, it may not be the right way of getting that extra help. And with the rise of the gig economy and a shortage of skilled software developers on the market, sometimes you may have to look at alternatives. I'll also talk about the alternative options such as contractors or outsourcers. Welcome to the Better Return on Investment from Software Development Podcast. A podcast aimed at those that fund software development and those that work with them. In a series of short weekly podcasts, I, your host Mark Taylor, hope to educate and inform on why traditional management processes won't get you the best return on your investment. And along the way, I'll provide some advice on how to improve that. First off, a disclaimer. I've been working as a contractor now for over four years. My primary mode of putting food on the table and paying the mortgage is finding, performing and then hopefully being paid for that contract work. While I obviously personally favour a contracting way of work for myself, I fully acknowledge that it is not the correct approach for all business requirements. Contracting, and indeed outsourcing, have their place, and I'll talk more about this through this episode. It may come as a surprise that given my preferred way of working and the title of this podcast, in most cases I would advocate permanent employees. If you think back to my discussion on product thinking rather than project, that should make sense. I believe the best ROI is achieved when we consider our software on its full lifetime, when we consider it as a product. If you consider the software as a long-lived product, then it makes much more sense for the team operating it to be long-lived as well. A team that understands the software and has a focused interest in the long-term benefits of the customer. And that team is best made up of permanent employees that both embody the historical decisions and are actively engaged in the long-term future. This is in direct contrast to thinking about software in terms of projects. Projects by their very nature are finite, they have an end. Treating software as a project drives a focus on the immediate goals of that project, which can often be at odds with the long-term ROI. So, is there ever a good reason to look at anything other than permanent employee? Yes, of course there is. Generally for me it comes down to a skill shortage, either in the team or in the market. A skill shortage in the team will be a skill that the team simply don't have available to them. A skill shortage in the market will be a lack of skilled permanence available to be hired. A skill shortage in a team should generally be addressed with training. Be that through formal training or bringing a contractor in to upskill the team. You shouldn't be bringing in the contractor to do the work and just leave. Doing so can actually cause considerable problems. Not only does the team still not have the skill in the future, they are untrained in how to maintain what the, uh, the work that the contractor did. Give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. By ensuring that the contractor is upskilling the team, the team are in a position to support the work and be able to perform the skill again. 
This is an approach I advocate any time the desired skill is outside of the team, but within the organisation. Use those with the relevant skills to upskill the team rather than become the bottleneck as every team will be after them, that same individual. A skill shortage in the market, however, is generally harder to fix. For the last few years, software development skills have been in short supply in the market, especially those individuals with experience to derive business value using those development skills. Unfortunately, demand continues to outstrip availability, and this will often make it difficult to get those permanent employees. In these situations, I definitely advocate using the contract market to fill the gap, if it is truly urgent. Using the contract is why you continue to source your permanent employees. This approach can help to take the urgency out of the situation and thus avoid the expensive mistake of employing the incorrect people. So that's contractors. Let's take a look at outsourcing the work. I've had numerous experience working with outsourcers in my career. Some very good, some less so. I've worked with outsourced teams, both locally and remote. I've managed some. I've introduced some to organisations. I've even worked for one during a transition phase of outsourcing an entire operation. I've had the pleasure of working with some wonderful, capable individuals. I've also felt the pain of dealing with faceless organisations, where the staff are treated little more than interchangeable component parts. Hopefully by now it shouldn't come as a great surprise that for me, the individual, the people, are the key to the success of an organisation. There are largely two main models when working with an outsourcer. Labour supply and service provision. Labour supply is largely not much different than taking on a contractor. The individuals will work with you as if they are part of the team. I've had success with this where the individuals were based with us for a long period and to all intents and purposes, act and behave like permanent employees. Service provision, however, is something that can seem very attractive, but for me is largely a discredited model. I find that the service provision model falls foul of many of the same problems that I find with traditional project management. Generally a lot of waste due to misunderstanding and poor handoffs between teams. For me, this is doomed to failure. I remember talking to an ex-colleague who had previously worked for a large UK pharmaceutical about his outsourcing experience. He described a dysfunctional mess where the outsourcer would work solely from written requirements. His team would then receive that work to validate. More often than not, his team would then have to rewrite the entire work for it to be suitable. I personally doubt the fault for this lay with the outsourcer. Rather, I'd expect the process itself to be the primary culprit. I can understand that if you don't consider software development to be a core competency of your organisation, then it would be attractive to hand this off to what is seen as a professional organisation. And in some cases, it may be the only practical option for you. But for me, the success of an organisation will be based on just how capable they are of working with technology and bespoke software development. Not having that competency will ultimately be a limiting factor. One last thing I wanted to touch on in this episode is the rise of the gig economy. There are those in the software development industry that expect it to become much more gig based, effectively with the majority of developers acting as contractors on a project by project basis. This would cause me some level of concern as, even though I operate personally as a contractor, the project based work is prone to poor quality and low value, 
as I have discussed previously. If the industry does move to a predominant gig economy, I think it will need to consider how it balances that dipping in and out of work behaviour with those of a professional engineering culture. In this episode, I've asked a question, is a permanent employee the right thing for you? I've provided my reasons behind why I think that permanent employment is likely to be the best long-term path for a software product. I've talked about situations in which short-term contract resource can assist a team. I've then talked about outsourcing on my own personal experience with labour supply and service provision. And finally, I touched on the potential future of the industry as a predominantly gig economy. This podcast has been hosted by me, Mark Taylor. It has been produced by Redfold Consultancy Limited, a consultancy that can help you achieve better return on your software development investment. You can contact them or sign up to the mailing list at red-folder.com. Or you can reach out to me on Twitter at redfoldermark. If you're getting value from this series, please tell a friend and help me grow my audience. In the next episode, I will continue this mini-series on recruitment and talk about defining the role.